Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. ¿Sabía que las vacunas contra COVID-19 se actualizaron? Son una de las mejores formas para ayudar a protegerse contra las últimas variantes y la mayoría de los estadounidenses seguirá sin pagar por las vacunas contra COVID. Los adultos sin seguro médico o con un seguro limitado pueden recibirlas sin pagar en los centros participantes en el programa Bridge y los niños que cumplan los requisitos pueden recibirlas a través del programa Vacunas para Niños. Descubra más y reserve una vacuna en scheduleCovidVax.com, patrocinado por Pfizer. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes in a Nissan Pathfinder, search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the pro program. Program three, two, one. Welcome to the program. Final hour. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. We had a uh, spirited discussion talking about the greatness of Luka Doncic and Zion Williamson. And if you could have either one right now, who would you take? To me, no brainer. As much as Zion is a TV star. Luca's a better basketball player and feel like he's yeah keep this in mind fewest games to 1000 3000 points 1000 rebounds 750 assists in an NBA career this is all time Oscar Robertson needed 99 games to get there Luca is second at 124 third is Grant Hill and Grant Hill was going to be one of the greats who ever played the game if he had stayed healthy and all of his surgeries. He was on a fast track for being one of the great players of all time. Larry Bird is fourth on the list, and then LeBron James. These are pretty impressive numbers for somebody who's that young to be able to do what they're doing. And Zion, I, I think Zion's been better than I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be kind of a Julius Randle as far as a 2010 guy his first year. Now, he's got 23 and a half and seven rebounds. But, you know, he's on a, a numbers crunch there. He's got 30 minutes. I think he's playing average of 30 minutes, maybe a little less than that. But, you know, he said that he's uh, kind of gone back to the basics here during the pandemic, and it looks like he's in even better shape there. That's a big concern I have at that size. He's going to get bigger. And, as you know, can you carry that weight to be able to do what he does on a night-in and night-out basis? You know, can he get into a better weight? or more muscle there. But, uh, you know, he's limited with his shot. You know, he has a hard, he doesn't get off a shot on, you know, coming off a dribble uh, to set shot. But he gets into the paint, he's going to score, or he's going to get fouled. I think he's an underrated passer and uh, offensive rebounder. But, you know, Luka's just a better player. Yeah, McLevin. Can either guy play defense? Well, okay, do we do this? How many times do we do this where some guys really good, like Steve Nash? Oh, who's he going to guard? Um, who's guarding him? Yeah, but LeBron is a monster on defense. Kobe was amazing at defense. Jordan was amazing at defense. Okay. But so championship guys are when, When's amazing. the last time somebody said, uh, hey, Steph can't guard anybody? 
the opposing coach and said, let's go at him 400 times a game. So, and then how many titles does he have? Yeah, I know it's it, but it's but who's guarding thing. him? But like Jerry, Larry Bird though. didn't play defense; he played the passing lanes. I mean, you can. I'll give you Patrick Beverly. I'll take Steph Curry. Uh, what if I gave you like Kawhi versus Doncic, like a guy like uh, I forget oh, I age. Would, I would take Kawhi. You like defense? That's why I'm saying that. Well, you always stick to these guys. Like, well, well, no, but how many players are like Kawhi? Like LeBron, Kawhi, there's no, a few. No, Kawhi wants to play defense. Yeah. He started as a defender. Remember, he, we didn't know about his offense. That, that that appeared limited, but he was very good defensive player. Well, how about the Jordan defensive hype? Was he that good on defense? Oh, yeah. Yes, but he wanted the challenge. But I always thought Scotty was a better defender because I thought Scotty could defend everybody. And, and Michael wanted to play the passing lanes. Scotty was a great on-ball defender. I mean, you go back to what he did to Mark Jackson, our friend Mark Jackson in the NBA Finals, where, or uh, Conference Finals. He picked him up full court, and it wasn't a good series for Mark Jackson. I mean, Scotty could guard anybody on the floor. But, you know, we get caught up in, uh, who can he guard? Yeah, Luca can't guard anybody. Who's guarding him? I, did, can Zion play defense? He sure doesn't. There's all these clips of him <laughs> <No>. <laughs> just watching his guy dunk the ball. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yes. There's a, there was a, like a handful of players that you would get. Like, Clay Thompson plays defense. Now, Clay Thompson will play both ends. But it's rare when you find – because you have to want to play defense. A lot of these guys – you can't go, boy, he's got all this talent on the offensive end, and he has no talent on the defensive end. I'm going to guess – you can move your feet, you're quick, you can jump. You should be able to do that at the other end as well. Yes, Paulie? I wonder how many league MVPs or finals MVPs have also been Defensive Player of the Year because I know, I know Jordan has. Oh. Maybe Elijah Wan. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was – I don't know if he was league MVP. He probably was once, and he was definitely Defensive MVP. Kawhi Leonard, two-time Defensive Player of the Year in the M M M NBA. Yeah. 14 and 15, 15, 16. Yes, McLovin. There's a lot of people saying Giannis might win it this year. Yeah, and I could see that. You know, he was he's great two way player. Uh, Anthony Davis has been a great two way player. He's I just read he's the competition. It's a what yeah. two man race for those guys. Yeah, that guy, those guys are great at defense and could score like that. Hakeem did it twice. Jordan did it once. Yeah, I I don't. It feels like the game, the way the game is played now. I don't know how important defense is. It, it, everything is predicated by spacing and, you know, how many shots are you getting up, uh, you know, shooting threes. Now, James Harden doesn't play defense. I like when they say, well, he's gotten better. Well, he had to get better, right? He couldn't have gotten any worse. He's still, you got to guard James Harden. So when you say, well, he's not guarding anybody, you still have to guard him. And not many people can guard him as well. All righty. Uh, we'll talk to Ed Orgeron, or as Paulie said, is it Ed Ogeron or Orgeron? I've heard it both ways. Was it when he was at USC? It was pronounced one way, and then he got to LSU, and maybe down in Baton Rouge, they pronounce it differently. I think they dropped the first R when he got down to Baton Rouge. So it's added some W's. Ogeron, Ogeron, Ed Ogeron. You can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner, there, Danny. Is that a bad impersonation? Um. <laughs> It didn't I, sound anything like it. Well, why don't you do that for Coach? I'll give it a shot. Yeah, just say, hey, Coach, um, Fritzy has an impression of you. Hey, Coach, how you doing there? I hope we're going to have uh, 50,000, 100,000 in the stands. Is that your Springsteen impersonation? <laughs> that was a mix. I was your own perspective. All right! <laughs> Football now! <laughs> Thank you, Todd. Death Valley! Thank you, Todd. All right! Thank you, Todd. All right, uh, so are we going to go with the poll question? We yeah, we got to put up Zion versus Luca, right. which is, by the way, not that different than our first two hours, which was Kittle, McCaffrey, Michael <laughs> Thomas, and McCaffrey ran away with. Do you think Luca runs away with Luca? Is the Christian McCaffrey of the uh, NBA? Ooh, okay. Enormous record-setting numbers. They're both like ridiculously young. <laughs> yeah, but Luca plays on a playoff team. That's true. And McCaffrey is not going to be on a playoff team anytime soon. Yeah, Paul. Whose agent would you rather be, Patrick Mahomes or Zion Williamson? One's global, or about to be global. One is the face of the NFL. I'd have to look at what numbers are going to be like in the NBA because 
the hit that they took from the billions they lost from China, I don't know if that affects the salary cap here, but how many years before Zion gets into that next contract and what is he going to get paid? Does his year at Duke count as an accrued season? I don't wow. know. What, wow. I'm just reading the headlines. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that story kind of went away, right? It just sort of floated off. You'll see a headline every few well, days about the case. I know, I know. But every time you know you read these articles and you know breathlessly saying, "Oh, Kansas and Bill Self are in trouble," and then you read it and then you go, "Okay," and then you wait and you go, uh, "Anybody? Nope, nothing here," because the NCAA is waiting for Yahoo or ESPN or somebody to do a, a deep dive on these stories. They they should be paying Yahoo Sports. Like Dan Wetzel should get a stipend from the NCAA to do some of their dirty work there because they're not doing it. Uh, let me see. Get some phone calls in here. Do you see where Jimmy Butler got in trouble at the inside the bubble? Yeah. He uh, hotel security went to Jimmy Butler's room after complaints of loud basketball <laughs> dribbling. <laughs> yeah, see. So was that other basketball players complaining about Jimmy dribbling the ball too loud? I don't think there's a family downstairs at the hotel. Um, Yes, Todd. Supposedly they didn't know what it was at first. They heard some loud thumping sound and someone uh, called complaining about, I don't know if it was necessarily (laughs) a player or just some family trying to enjoy a relaxing uh, stay at Disney and they hear this loud thumping and it turns out he's just dribbling a basketball. He's in his full practice uniform, you know, trying to just kind of do his own thing and get ready for, uh, get ready for the season. Didn't he arrive for his first practice with the Miami Heat at three 30 in the morning? <laughs> right. Sit outside. I, I, I think he showed up like six hours or something before the practice. It was a, uh, a scheduled shoot around or something, but you know, dribbling the basketball, <laughs> Hey, knock it off! I don't think you're going to have a family underneath him that uh, in the in the hotel. I'm just guessing, but I I, I don't think that they're going to be underneath you. Yeah, McLovin. I always I like the joke we made. Yeah, what if they didn't? They had families in there, and you didn't know about the NBA bubble, and you were walking around a <laughs> lot. Why is everyone so tall in this hotel? What is going on here? You're the, are, they, are they having a tall convention? Like you're with Chris Stops and Javale McGee, it'd be like this is the weirdest. I think you got to be over six eight to be in this hotel. It still goes back to, I think, one of the greatest stories that I ever heard. And it's right out of a Seinfeld or Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. Because you cannot, even when I tell you the story, you're going to go, there is no way that is possible. And it did happen. Because a friend of mine, he worked in the mailroom at ESPN when he first started. And his job was to go pick up people. He would he'd be a driver for some people, executives who were coming in. Somebody had landed at the airport. He'd go pick up Dick Vitale. And he was given the uh, assignment of picking up a man who largely transformed Sports Center into what it is today in John Walsh. So my friend is told to go pick up John Walsh at the Radisson Hotel, which is right across the street from the mothership. And they go, uh, okay, um, I don't know what he looks like. You can't miss him. He's an albino. So my friend goes over to the Radisson Hotel and walks in. It's an albino convention. (laughs) And he, so he calls back and he says, they're all albinos here. Like he thought he was being punked. So he walks in and you can't miss John. He's an albino. He'll be waiting for you. He walks in and he said, everybody in there, 50 albinos there in the lobby. It was like an albino convention. And meanwhile, John Walsh, who was just starting his tenure at uh, ESPN. God, I love that story, though. Can't miss him, Mike. Go in there. He's in the lobby. They're all albinos here. And Walsh loves, John Walsh loves telling the story, too. Like, when it came to albino humor, Walsh always had some funny lines about that. 
Uh, let me see. A couple of phone calls in here. Walt in Cincinnati joins us. Hi, Walt. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan. First time caller. Uh, 75 years old, five foot nine, two twelve. I would like for you to wish my oldest son his 50th birthday today. His name is Mark. Hey, Mark. Happy 50th birthday. And you got a great dad who called into uh, a wonderful radio show. So uh, I hope you have a great day. And thank you, Walt, for calling in. Uh, Andy in Tennessee on the program. Hi, Andy. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. 58170. Yeah, so I actually went to the uh, All-Star race last night. Um, had a great time. Can't complain about going to see some live sports and racing. Uh, we'll say that they do need to do some adjustments for crowds. Uh, seating was fine. I felt spaced out. Uh, well, let me mention here, Andy, me. we're talking about Bristol Motor Speedway, and they had around 20,000 fans there for a place that holds over 120,000. What were the rules when you went into the NASCAR race event? So the rules were is when you go to – basically going through the ticket booth you have to have a mask on and then you have to have a mask on while you walk through the concourses and then when you sit down you can take off your mask now i'll say yeah when you sit down in your seat you feel pretty comfortable it's pretty spaced out in that track but when you're walking through the concourses it was pretty crowded i mean there was a lot of people not wearing masks and they didn't really have a lot of social distancing when you're waiting in line for concessions and different things like that but I think once they go towards maybe NFL stadiums, I mean, they're going to do maybe a lot less than 20,000 because it can get crowded in those concourses. Yeah, and thank you, Andy. We were wondering about that. Where, And I thought this was going to be maybe an underplayed story because 20,000 fans at a sporting event. And, you know, it's outside, NASCAR event at night. And I wondered what happens once you get to your seat where you're allowed to take off your mask. If you're going to have a college football scenario – can you put in twenty five or 30,000 fans in a stadium that seats 100,000? Can Michigan put in 30,000 fans safely? Can uh, Tennessee Volunteers put in 30,000, 40,000 in a place that holds over 100,000? This is what I'm curious about. Can we do it, do it safely, smartly, and then maybe we do get fans that go to sporting events? But uh, I... I just didn't know once you got into the concourse, you went up to get a beer, get something to eat, and everybody's up there without mask on. Therein lies the problem. But NASCAR with 20,000 fans, which uh, I thought was uh, surprising. Robin Florida joins us. Hi, Rob. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. How you doing? Good, uh, sir. Six one, a hefty two and a half bills. Um, hey, I wanted to kind of chime in on the NBA defense discussion. I got a couple numbers and a quick story. Um, first, to defend my guy Harden, he's constantly in the top ten in blocks and steals among guards every year. Uh, and he's one of the best post defenders in the NBA percentile-wise. Okay. But a quick story, this isn't just Harden-specific, uh, but I played in a church league. I am not an athlete, as I said, six one, two and a half. Um, and so, But we had a guy who played on our team. He's a good friend of mine, played in the G League played overseas, had some injuries that derailed an NBA potential career. Uh, but he scored all our points every game that we played. Um, he would go for 70 points a game, and the rest of us would have eight. But uh, when it came to the defensive side, I was tasked with guarding the best player, not because I was the best basketball player, but he was so tired. And I see in the NBA a lot of, day, a lot of guys are asked to carry the load offensively, these volume shooters like Luka, like Trey Young, like Harden. Um, not so much now anymore with Russ by his side, but – they can't keep it up on both sides of the floor, which is what made Mike so great and Kobe and LeBron. But just the NBA nowadays, there's not so much emphasis on defense. No, and, and you bring up some great points. Thank you, Rob. That I've always marveled at Iverson at that size every single night he had to bring it. And, and if you've never had that pressure, it's enormous. You, you have to get shots up volume. The offense you know, it's predicated on you being able to get shots off and Harden doing that every night, Trey Young doing that every night, uh, Allen Iverson. I thought Iverson could have been a great two-way player. I thought at Georgetown, he could have been a great two-way player. Uh, he got into the NBA and, you know, he was a great one-dimensional player, but he would lead the league in steals. You know, a, a lot of your guys who are scorers, can play the passing lanes. Like, they'll cheat a little bit. You know, Bird played the passing lanes all the time. Barkley, because they're trying to get the ball back. Steph Curry plays the passing lanes. 
uh, Iverson play the you know they're not great lockdown defenders but they're great off the ball defenders from the standpoint of they're playing the passing lanes and I it will always I I remember when Steph Curry was at Davidson and and the the knock was well what position is he going to play who is he going to guard and I always and maybe this is an offensive mentality that I have and that is you still have to guard that guy. And Steve Nash, when I saw him in Santa Clara, I went, I don't, he can't guard me. And I didn't mean it as any disrespect, but you realize how great some of these guys are at the other end and how much pressure that puts on you and how that changes your game plan and your rotations and your substitutions. You know, and, and not enough credit is given to those players. And I, look, I knock Harden all the time that you know he doesn't play defense. I, I want you to at least try to play defense. Like just, just try to do that. And and maybe he is better, but there was a time when, you know, LeBron got called out by his own teammates, you know, the previous year. He was mailing it in on defense. But then there's part of that you must pace yourself, especially if you're LeBron. You know, Jordan, you know, that that ability to be that kind of player at both ends. When you have the same kind of intensity at one end, it, it, you know, Kobe, towards the end of his career, he's not playing defense. I don't know if Michael ever got to that point, maybe with the Wizards, but he, he took every challenge. And that's a guy who didn't have another speed. It was one speed. Whereas some of these other players, and I can't even put Jordan in that conversation. I mean, it's just not fair to anybody else. He played one speed, but still at the other end, played the same speed. And that's exceptional. That's so hard to do. Todd's going to do his uh, impression of uh, Ed Orgeron. Oh, no. To the, wait. I, I know he's not that great, but I, I'll, I'll do it. I'm going to get – he's not going to be you probably. We were just talking about how to pronounce his name. You, you know, gave I us offered the voice. You didn't put me on the spot. I know, I but you did that, that early before the show started. And then you didn't get any reaction. I gave him another you shot. Have. I should have just let it. Maybe I'll play, try again. I know, but we didn't give you a reaction the first time you did it uh, three hours and ago. And now you're in my head. I'm like, it sounds too much like Bruce Springsteen, my attempt to try to sound like coach. And that's going to come out. Yes, Paul. It doesn't sound anything like it. Ever it sounds more like remember Chuck D'Amato. That wasn't the coach of NC State or <laughs> Rick, maybe a little Rick Majerus sprinkled in there. Mm. It's, 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 Not a lot like, of people are calling for those kind of impressions. It's niche, but. Yeah. Christy's nailed us. Hey, can you do the Chuck D'Amato impression, I couldn't Tom? do that in Vegas, a Rick Majerus show. Was I like that in post Maybe. All right, let me take a break here. By the way, the NFL Players Association has announced the number of players who have tested positive as of last week. I'm going to give you an over-under of 75. Give you the answer after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts, and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity. Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs, and quick turns that help their businesses break through. Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. 
Chase Mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there where the road leads you, and even where the off-road takes you. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination, the journey itself, or both, your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without even the need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. This program brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. It's the all-new GT four-door coupe because life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app or danpatrick.com where you can watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, Mercedes-AMG driving performance. Uh, NFL Players Association announces 72 players tested positive for COVID-19 as of July 10th. I'd like to know out of how many, though, because I don't know if that's an alarming number or not, but it's uh, 72. Paulie just gave me the news here. Pelican Zion Williamson has left Orlando to tend to an urgent family medical matter, plans to return for season restart at a later date. That's going to push him back because then he's going to have to be quarantined again. He's the uh, head coach of the LSU Tigers. He's Ed Orgeron, who joins us on the program. Coach, you look good. You look like you're in shape. Great tan. Hair looks good. What have you been up to? It's summertime. It's a lot, a lot of time to work out during this COVID-19 uh, break that we had. We're excited to have our team back then. We're ready to go. What's, uh, what's your max bench? What, what, what can you do, bench? No, I, I, about 315. 315 or 350? 15. Wow. All right. Yeah. If all of the SEC coaches had a bench press contest, <laughs> who's winning? I don't know. I don't ask them that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do more than Saban, though. We know that. Uh, he's, he's a great coach. <laughs> um, what is different now at this stage of the summer as opposed to last year in how you're preparing your team? You know, obviously, uh, in July, our whole our staff would be off the whole month of July. We'd be on vacation right now, and we'd be ready for be, be getting ready for camp. But now, we have our team with us. We haven't practiced spring ball. We're trying to catch up. We have two hours a week a week with them right now. We have a, a half hour of film today, and then we have a football school coming up on July twenty fourth. So we're gonna be able to go out and do some walkthroughs and practice all the way up to camp. And. I saw where at Bristol, Tennessee, Bristol Motor Speedway, they had 20,000 fans for a NASCAR race last night. Can you see a scenario where you could have social distancing for an LSU game for 30,000? Yeah, I think it's going to be possible to get fans in the stadium. Obviously, that's not my decision. This is only my opinion. But I think with masks and and with testing, uh, testing for fevers and having the appropriate people at the game that we can put fans in the stadium. What was it like uh, meeting with the vice president? Outstanding. Uh, he was very aggressive in wanting the schools open and education and us to play football. Uh, they had a lot of people that was talking about the things that are going on around the country. But he wants football. He wants the schools to be open. And I do believe he's representing President Trump. Uh, how did that meeting come about with uh, Vice President Pence? 
You know, the governor, governor, he has great relationship. I think Louisiana has done a great job with COVID-19. I think our governor has done a great job with COVID-19. And I think that our school has educated our players and given them the best help in COVID-19 possible. So he wanted to come down here and talk to us, see what we were doing, find out some answers, and uh, go back to the president. When's the last time you talked to Joe Burrow? I talked to Joe about a month ago. Uh, we miss him. We miss him every day here. What a great player for the Tigers. When did you know you had something special with Joe? You know, uh, I do believe it was the third and 17 against Texas. Uh, it was a blitz. We had to make a play. Uh, he died. He dodged a rusher, made a big play. We scored a touchdown. I felt that we had a winner in Joe uh, that could make the big play in a big game. But I, and it comes down to a single play that you're talking about that you saw something that was special. That's interesting. Yeah. You know, you got to make the plays on the field. And I always believe that he can do it. He's a very smart football player. The first time I met him, we had a, about a two hour football meeting. There were six people in the meeting, including me. And he was the smartest person in the room. <laughs> and I liked it. Uh, it, it's kind of hard to go out and get another Joe Burrow. So what's what's the challenge? Well, you know, how that how's that process been? And the fact that you can't have these workouts, you know, in person. You know, we have a, a young quarterback in Miles Brennan who's waiting, waiting his turn here. He's very talented. His, it's his time. All I've told Miles is I want you to be the best Miles Brennan possible. Now, we're not going to compare him to Joe, but if he is as good as Joe, no, I promise you, no one be disappointed. <laughs> we're talking to Ed Orgeron, the LSU head football coach. Actually, we had um, a question about this. I, I thought a when you were at USC, your, your name was pronounced differently, like the R was a little more involved, and then you get to LSU, and it feels like they dropped the first R here. So can you be on the record here with me, Ed? Orgeron. Ogeron. Oh, oh you're, throwing, you're, you're throwing a little uh, Louisiana, a little Cajun in there now. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm back home. I'm not in L.A. It's <laughs> a hard 10% Cajun now. <laughs> but if you were back in L.A., then it, it might be pronounced differently. No question. And I wouldn't mind. How good a player were you growing up? I was okay. I was a good player. Not a great player, a good player. How does that affect in how you coach or what you look for? Are you looking for players that were like you? You know, I look, I look for players that were better athletes than I was, especially at LSU right now. We're in an elite level. But I look for players that have heart, grit, and toughness. You had so much talent last year, and I, I've been watching college football a long time. I don't know if I've seen more talented players, certainly offensively, than you had last year. It, it was almost an embarrassment of riches there, Ed. I mean, if, how do you balance keeping every – not everybody happy because it's college, but yeah. – how do you spread the wealth there? Yeah, you know, we had a great scheme, and especially when you go to the spread. Uh, there were a lot of opportunities, but it all started with our coaching staff. They had a great plan. And then Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow knew exactly where to go with the football. I think Steve Esmond did a tremendous job of putting in the spread offense. It's something that LSU has needed for over the years with all the great talent. Here's what I told them. Get our players the football, get them some space, and let them make plays, and we did it. What is the key in recruiting? Like, how did you close, guys? And, and, you know, all those USC players and certainly what you've done at LSU. I mean, you're competing with the, the elite no. here to get these. So no. who are you closing, the parents or the player? The champion, the decision maker. Who is the decision mom. maker? And most of the time it's mom. You're right. And they have to trust you. And you have to develop a relationship, and it has to be a long-lasting relationship. It can't be a short-term relationship. They have to trust you. If mom is cooking, you have to eat what mom is cooking, correct? I've got no problem with that. Unless it's, <laughs> unless it's, unless it's liver. I probably ate liver too. <laughs> Didn't you recruit the rock at the U? You know, Bob Cormellis recruited the rock. Oh, okay. And yeah, but I did coach the rock. And um, he's, a, he's a friend of mine. Uh, love him to death. His nickname was Dewey. And he was a very good football player. Yeah, I talked to Ray Lewis about that. It's weird that here's The Rock, who's a billionaire, and Ray Lewis was talking about, he just kept calling him Dewey. Like, yeah. he was gonna call, he's not The Rock, he's not Dwayne Johnson, he's just Dewey. But if he didn't get hurt, is The Rock, you know, doing something different? Is he, could he have been a pro football player? 
No question. I think he'd have been a pro football player and been a real good one. Uh, what uh, did you pick up boxing in the off season? I hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Are you ready to take on anybody, or are you just shadow boxing? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just learning my technique. I'm using it for a um, a cardiovascular workout. You look good, though. You look like you lost some some weight here. Lost a little weight. Feel better. Uh, lost about 25 pounds. Ready to go. When did you first acquire that voice? I think I was born with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you didn't. You didn't have that at like three, Ed. Like, six. You, know, you know, over over my coaching career, I think it uh, got rougher and rougher. I think I wore out some vocal cords in there, so <laughs> I think we're gonna check out. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I can't imagine you at six saying, "Mom, I want something for dinner." <laughs> Be scaring her. Uh, hey, it's great to talk to you, and uh, congrats. And all we're asking is, what do you do for an encore after uh, last season? No pressure whatsoever, right? No pressure. Just hey, I enjoy every day being the head coach of the LSU Tigers. I believe we have a very good football team. We're just getting starting. We're an ascending program. I can't wait to get started. Don't you have the best two-way player in college football? Well, I have a, he has a chance to be one, but I told his dad that he's only going to play defense uh, for two years. Oh. In his third year, he can play both ways, and Derek Stingley, he is a phenomenal football player. You know, it's strange. I thought he was the best player on your team. He could be. And, uh, you know, Jamar Chase is a pretty good football player also. You know, we have a great receiver coming back. We have a great young class coming back. This is the best freshman class that we've recruited here. We're excited about our young football team. Yeah, Derek Stingley. And I thought that's a guy who could win the Heisman if he played both ways. I, I, I really think that, though. And I, I think he's that yeah. talented. And, and uh, somebody saw him when he first got to camp, and then they were telling me the story. They said they realized this guy is already an elite defensive back, and he just got to camp against all those great athletes at LSU last year. So I, I, I don't know if you run the risk of or you have the urge that let's give him a couple of reps on offense and, you know, just to have some fun with that or get some more hype for him. But uh, maybe he doesn't need any more hype than I'm giving him right now. But, man, I, I think he could be a, a two-way player and win a Heisman. Well, you have you know you have some good thoughts there. This third year that he if, he if he wants to touch the ball or offense, we're going to give him some reps. Is there anything you want me to help you with uh, coaching tips? Anything? I mean, I'd be more than happy to help you while you got me. But then it's a, oh. this is a freebie, Ed. Yeah, that was pretty good. I'm in my office. I appreciate. It. Uh, hey, great to talk to you, and uh, congrats again. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Go Tigers. All right. That's uh, Ed Orgeron. You got a little Cajun in there, though. Ed sneaking a little Cajun. Orgeron. Orgeron. Yes, Paulie. One of the reasons I love college football, because if I was going to do a movie about LSU football and and hire a head coach to play the role, I'd hire Ed Orgeron. He looks and sounds like the LSU head coach if you're doing a movie. Oh, yeah. Central casting. If if the uh, blind side. They would always have these schools that you, you know, they give you that fictitious name, but then you would have the coach. Like Nick Nolte, when he played a, a basketball coach in Blue Chips, he was trying to be Bobby Knight, but Ed's unique. Plus, when you're a closer, when you're out on the recruiting trail, and he was a big, he was a great recruiter, but when you're out there on the road and you got a, you got a charm and you got a, you got a charm mom normally. His mom, a lot of times, making the decisions there. I saved you the embarrassment of not I doing the Ed that. I was hoping you weren't going to go to me with that. Yeah. I don't think that would have went well. He, he looks like he has a good sense of humor, but if it's a very bad impression, we're just wasting everybody's time. I protected you. I think that's a good decision. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. All right, let me take a break here. We'll uh, close up shop. Last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. And uh, we'll try to do all of that next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. 
Hey guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota, let's go places What does it take to run a small business? Heart, smarts and the nerve to risk it all in the face of adversity Listen to The Unshakables, the new podcast now available from Chase for Business and iHeart. It features real stories from real small business owners who take you through the turmoil, triumphs and quick turns that help their businesses break through Learn more at chase.com slash business slash podcast. Chase, make more of what's yours. Chase mobile app is available for select mobile devices. Message and data rates may apply. J.P. Morgan Chase Bank and a member FDIC. Copyright 2024. J.P. Morgan Chase and Company. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We all can't help but wonder what awaits us around the next corner. What new roads are left to be discovered? What adventures lie just over the next ridge? Push beyond your current limits and find out. A Nissan Rogue, Nissan Pathfinder, or Nissan Armada will take you there. Where the road leads you and even where the off-road takes you. If you're taking on your adventure in a new 2024 Nissan Rogue, class-exclusive Google built-in is your always updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Whether the adventure is about the destination, the journey itself, or both, your SUV will match your tenacity mile after mile. And no matter how far you wander, you'll remain tethered to home without even the need to connect your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system of the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Every one of Nissan's SUVs have the capabilities to take you where you want to go. The world is waiting to be discovered. What are you waiting for? Learn more at NissanUSA.com. Williamson has left the bubble, tend to an urgent family medical matter, plans to return for the season restart at a later date. Now, they don't have much time to try to make up some ground there. And if they're not going to have Zion Williamson for a few of those games, uh, going to be even a longer shot. It's already a long shot that they would make the playoffs. But with him, um, they, were, uh, they won 10 of 19 games without him, 18 and 27. So uh, obviously a big difference there in uh, scoring output, and you can go down the numbers there. But right now, Zion Williamson not with the uh, Pelicans in the bubble. Uh, Final results of the poll question, McLevin. Uh, Who would you rather start a team with, Luca or Zion, was our three poll. Uh, Luca, 54%. Okay. Brian Baumgartner, he played Kevin on The Office as a new podcast about uh, it's a, the oral history of uh, The Office. He'll join us on the program tomorrow. One of our favorites. Yeah, I, saw, I heard a story that uh, Jim Halpern, uh, Halpert, he, has a, he wears a wig in one of the seasons on uh, The Office. So what? John Krasinski has a, a wig on. That looks like his hair when I watch the show. Like It looks like a big floppy early mess yeah first few years yeah but he was doing a movie with george clooney was it leathernecks that football movie leatherheads leatherheads (laughs) and uh i guess he had really short hair and they said well we'll let you do it but you got to wear a wig when when they did that movie we actually had clooney on the show i think that's the last time we had clooney on 
Mm. He was promoting that movie. Yes, he. John Krasinski's hair in The Office wasn't his? One season, he wore a wig. Sources close to me tell me. But we can talk to Brian about that. By the way, when you think of The Office, The Office, like the show Friends, has become even bigger, you know, since they went off the air. I mean, the whole new generation is, uh, you know, watching, absorbing The Office, just like Friends. And even the second time around, Friends still isn't any good. But uh, The Office, The Office is still great. When you factor in that the second episode of The Office, they didn't even know if they were going to survive. I think they said you get to do six episodes. And, and they didn't even know if they'd get to a second season. The second episode is diversity training. That's where you build up some house, uh, you know, cred to, you know, with the network to say, we're going to do something that's really controversial. And they did it the second episode. I found that amazing. So we'll talk to Brian Bumgardner. He was uh, Kevin on The Office. I'm sure Kevin hears the uh, word chili quite a bit. One of the great episodes of all time when he brought in, he brought in the chili and spilled it in The Office. Wow. Loved it. Uh, Brian in D.C. Hey, Brian, what do you have for me today? Hey, Dan, how you doing? Good, First sir. First time, long time listener. Uh, 5'6", solid pounds. Okay. Okay, I uh, just called because I love that interview with uh, Ed Orgeron. Uh, it kind of sounded like uh, that musician Tom Waits. Ooh. That raspy voice of his. Sounds good to me, though. Um, but, hey, thanks for the uh, laughs. I really enjoy your show, and thanks, man. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, Tom Waits, great songwriter. Usually when somebody says Tom Waits, it's great songwriter, not necessarily great singer. But uh, you hear that voice. Didn't he do um, Closing Time? Or is it called Closing Time? Or I hope that I don't fall in love with you. Closing time. No, no, no. That's sem- semi-sonic. One more time for... <laughs> that's not Tom Waits. Every no. new beginning Finish comes from some other beginnings. And oh. that was Tom Waits? No. Tom Waits does... <laughs> I think I, it's called Closing Time. Closing yeah. Time or I hope the that I don't... Closing Time. <laughs> the most heartbreaking Was that your Ed Orgeron? That was my Tom Waits. <laughs> oh. No closing time. Does Ed Ogeron do Tom Waits at karaoke? That's mm. his go-to. Wouldn't it be great if he did, like, Celine Dion? wherever <laughs> <laughs> you are. Ready? Ready? Didn't see that one coming. No, I did not. Not today. Not today. I did not. <laughs> And then Paulie sends me this article this morning. I start my day this way. I come in, and Paulie says, uh, sent you an article. And I, so I look in my, uh, my computer, and I go, men should limit alcohol to one drink a day. Experts now advise. And I go, what are you do- why are you doing that to me to start my day? I actually read down on the article, and they're not saying that more drinks is necessarily bad for you, but if you have other conditions, drinking more can make it worse, which is kind of obvious. So they're saying people shouldn't drink multiple drinks if they have any health issues. What if you go over for six days and then do seven in one shot? Right. Seven a week and just put them all on Saturday. <laughs> well, there, there are people who do wait for the weekend to drink, binge drink yeah, a little that, bit. Everybody's <laughs> working for the weekend. Sorry. What's, uh, what's worse, <laughs> Seton's Ed Orgeron slash Tom Waits or Fritzy's Bruce Springsteen? Seton does a very good Ed Orgeron, I thought. He started hitting it there at the end. But Ed Orgeron singing, is, is it, that's different. I'm really trying to expand. <laughs> no, my... that, no, that is niche. Niche, <laughs> that is. Yeah. We do impressions. It's uh, it, Ed Orgeron singing karaoke. Impressions you never asked No, for. no. But it's saying uh, 12 ounces of beer or 5-ounce glass of wine or shot of liquor. 12-ounce beers? Why don't you just get a bigger glass for your beer and have one drink a night? Just a, like a big, huge stein. Yes, for two. I think that column also suggests that you can't like make it up in the next day. You can't like not drink for two days, and then you can have those drinks on the third day. Yeah, but I'm going to make up my own rules. They can't make up my rules. I make my own rules. I'm going to do my own study. <laughs> Tequila for everybody. Yay. Yay. 
Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie. 1950, Dan. Uruguay versus Brazil. World Cup soccer. The finals in Rio. Biggest crowd to ever watch a sporting event. Who can guess? Closest to the hole. How many people were at the World Cup final? Wow, this is nuts in 1950. Uh, 232,000. 199,000 people. Mm. Mm. Okay. That's it. That's it? The- 1970, the Pirates played their first game at Three Rivers. Oh, the Ashtray. Another Ashtray Stadium. The Reds started that, and then Pirates and Phillies, they followed suit. Big Ashtray Stadium. <laughs> That's it. Todd, what did you learn on today's program? You think the Derrick Henry deal is great for both Derrick yeah. and the Titans? Yeah, I like it. That it's, okay, you didn't set record-setting numbers there, and you know, but you got a, a number that seems smart for both sides there. McLovin, what did you learn today? Chris Haynes brought some pairs of shoes to the bubble that he probably won't be able to wear. It was like eight pairs yellow. of tennis shoes. Seton O'Connor Jr. the third. It's Orgeron, and, and it's 110% Cajun. Paulie? Eight pairs of shoes, Chris Haynes. What we learned brought to you by the great folks at Raycon, their wireless earbuds, the way to go. Hey, bud. Get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Want to thank everybody involved, radio-wise, TV-wise, chat row. Do it again tomorrow. Seton, Pauly, Fritzy, McLevin, yours truly. This has been the Dan Patrick Show. Close out the show with our friends from Sleep Number. When's the last time you woke up in the morning and you said... Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Your teen requested a ride, but this time, not from you. It's through their Uber teen account. You probably drive your teenager around a lot. They have gymnastics club, science club, rec soccer club, school soccer club, club soccer club, and three-hour clarinet club on Saturday night. Perfect. Now, with an Uber teen account, you can be there even when you can't. It's an Uber account that allows your teen to request a ride under your supervision. They ride with a highly rated driver. And with live trip tracking, you can follow along the whole ride. Thank you. Add your teen to your Uber account today. See app for details. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.